Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Did you miss us? I bet you did. We missed us. We did miss us. <laughs> we we had a little summer vacay there. Only. A little staycation. <laughs> sure. We'll call it that. It was mostly just we're busy and there's kids and life, life. and Job. things. Mm-hmm. But we're back. We are. Back at it. And honestly, guys, I think next week we might be bringing you a Madeline McCann update. I yeah. Think, I think it's coming. There's re- more stuff coming out, like, by the hour again. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to take our material for next week, maybe. so Because <laughs> I feel like we'll just save it up until it happens and then... That's interesting. I was doing some reading today because Amber messaged me yesterday and was like, I need to look at this about the, that they're having some breakthroughs and or breaks in the case. And I was like, Oh my. So this morning when I was drinking my coffee, I was researching. Yes. I was Googling and getting some brief info, but yeah, hopefully there'll be more to come on it. It seems like it's going to be any day now. Like I just mm-hmm. feel like it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But this week we're bringing you a kind of interesting old old school case. It's an it's a I, well, I would say it's unsolved because yeah, this, really it's it, no, yeah. This is like a diff. It's definitely different. This was actually a listener suggestion. So thanks oh. for the suggestion. Oh, you did tell me that. Um, but yeah, so this is one I had not heard of and it is definitely interesting. So this, um, is a story of 14 year old George Stinney Jr. Who is the youngest person in U.S. history to receive the death penalty in the 20th century. Case is just like super sad and super crazy that it happened. Yeah, it is. This case is just kind of nuts. So there's these two young girls. Um, they were um, seven and 11 years old. They were Betty June Benneker who was 11, and Mary Emma Thames, Thames, were seven. Um, These were two white girls, Caucasian girls, that were out walking and were looking for some sort of flower. Um, I don't remember what they were called, but it was some sort of weird back name, which, which they, like, had put in parentheses what the flower was now, but it really doesn't matter. And had happened upon... George and some of his uh, siblings and asked if they knew where it was. They told the the kids told the girl, two girls where they could find some. And then that was basically it. The girls walked off and were declared missing. So yeah. So these girls um, went missing. There was this big search um, after they didn't come home that night. And George actually helped in the search because he was like, hey, um, we saw them earlier. Like, they stopped by, you know, mentioned that or whatever. Um, So he was part of the search party. And um, unfortunately, they were 
their bodies were found the next day um, on, quote, the wrong side of the tracks. So I don't know if I mentioned this happened in 1944 in Alkaloo, South Carolina. Um, So basically at the time, the wrong side of the tracks meant the black side of town. Um, Things were definitely separated. um, Totally did not even realize, like, I mean, obviously, I've you've heard stories and whatever else, but it's, like, just crazy to me how this kind of, they literally had, like, two separate towns. Like, kids went to school at different places. Mm-hmm. They, like, everything was so different. Yeah, like, they were actually, um, I mean, I'm sure some of you have probably heard of the Jim Crow laws, which basically were put in place, um to make white people feel better, I think. <laughs> Segregating and being like, you know, okay, so separate be separate but equal and they would have, you know, different businesses, schools, transportation, like everything, any public place basically, um, separated by race. And um, yeah, definitely was not equal and definitely a lot of um racism and things which the year is 2020 things have have improved but also haven't yeah that was the um interesting part of this is that we're kind of still living in some of this today and it's a really hot topic right now so this was Mm -hmm. kind of one that we thought was interesting to cover so funny before we started recording this episode um my husband put the movie Remember the Titans on. He's like, I'm going to watch Remember the Titans. And it takes place in 71, I think, was when the story is in the movie. And there's, like, all this rioting and racial tension and stuff. And he, like, kind of, he was like, is this what it was really like in 71? Like, not, you know, not being ignorant, just being, like, more so, like, is this, you know, a true story? Like, Remember the Titans type thing, just kind of making conversation. And I'm like... This looks like 2020 also. Like, it's just crazy. You just... We're living in crazy times right now, folks. And I feel so stupid Mm -hmm. saying that, but I just continue to say it over and over. Like, we are living in some crazy times. I feel like we're living in stuff that, like, just kind of blows my mind. I feel like we're part of the Hunger Games right now. We just don't know it yet. I mean, I... Yeah, I guess we're going to get what we're going to get, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to 1944. Oh, yes. After the search, uh, they found the girls the next day. And um, the Betty June Binnaker, who was the 11-year-old, she had had head trauma. It looked like she had been struck with something, um, kind of like a round shape, and her skull had been fractured. And Mary Emma also had been beaten to death. They don't really have as much showing kind of what her wounds were. This was a long... We actually don't even know if it was March 24th or 25th (laughs) that the girls disappeared and were found because records are pretty scratchy on this one. So immediately, George Stinney is arrested as a suspect. So he was not able to have any parents with him for questioning. He wasn't allowed an attorney. He wasn't read it, like nothing. This poor kid, 14 years old. Yeah, they just like swept yeah. him away and just mm-hmm. basically called him guilty right away. 
police said that he had confessed. There is no tapes of the confession. The only thing that they have is um, a written confession that was just in the notes. Yeah, it wasn't even... Yeah, it wasn't even his confession. (laughs) So I'm like, that basically means nothing, but whatever. Um, So there... And the whole time he was in prison before the trial, which was, like, a very... Which I... Did they even say that you, like, weren't even allowed to... He wasn't even allowed to see his family until no, after I, the trial. I don't even think they knew where he was at yeah. one point. They moved him because... They moved him from one jail to another because they were going to, like... There was threats for him to be lynched. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, when he went to trial, it was very, very short. It was a two-hour trial. Yeah. Um, For a murder and, trial. And it was an all-white jury, of course. Um, I'm even allowed in the courtroom, including his parents. Yep, exactly. He had a white attorney, public defender, who, who was did- a, a tax attorney and had political aspirations. So, like, in 1944, if you want to be a politician, you ain't going to help the black kid. Like, No, exactly. And he, he didn't. He basically no. did nothing. He didn't call any witnesses. He didn't no. provide any evidence. He didn't Faith. appeal afterwards. Like, he just did nothing. So there was no repeal. There was no repeals. There was no appeals made. There was no transcript even recorded of the trial. Like, that's kind of bare bones basic, I feel like. But So the whole time that um, George was in jail awaiting his execution, oh, we forgot to mention this. He was convicted by the all-white jury within 10 minutes of them, like, uh, deliberating. That's the word I was looking for, deliberating. 10 minutes, an all-white jury. Um, yeah. Um, Murder and rape. Yeah, two-hour trial, 10-minute conviction. Like, And one of the girls showed um, genital trauma, I guess we can say, but they didn't know if it was necessarily even from that, and who knows if it was actually, like, I'm not trying to say it's illegitimate, but there's just, the evidence on this case is just, like, so far lacking that... Right. Well, and that's what they said the motivation was, that yeah. George wanted to have sex with Betty, yeah. and she wouldn't, and so he killed them. Yeah. Um. So he was then executed when he was 14 years old and was executed by the electric chair. I, like, don't even want to say it, but... They had like they had to put him on top of a Bible, put a Bible underneath him as like a booster seat in the electric chair because the chair was too big for him. And they put like a cover over his face when he was being electrocuted. They took the cover off, and he had like tears streaming down his face. It like they- fell off because he was so so small. He was only ninety pounds, like a very small kid. Oh, May Pops. That's what they were looking for. Oh, the flowers. <laughs> May Pops. Well, they're, they're passion flowers, whatever that is. And so this poor little kid is basically, we don't know. I mean, he very, he could have done it. Who knows? I mean, we'll never know. But um, to, he had 
um, he lived with his mom, his dad, two brothers, and two sisters. And one of his sisters claimed to have been with him at the time that these girls were murdered, but basically they just didn't believe him like it was well yeah actually so after um george was arrested his dad got fired from his job and the whole family ended up leaving and they didn't come forward at all because they were scared for their lives like yeah they figured if they said anything to defend them you know there was going to be trouble for them and basically were ran out of town and um so he was murdered on not murdered he was what was the actual I would, date? you know i would call that murder he was, was executed on june 16th 1944 as a 14 year old kid this whole thing happened within a span of just 83 days mm-hmm. so he was charged with murder convicted and killed 83 days yep Two-hour trial, 10 minutes, took to decide he was guilty. In 83 days, he was dead. There's, like, this isn't justice. No. This is... Like, how long? Has, has Alfonso Rodriguez, has he been killed yet? No. God. Like, that idiot's still appealing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nowadays it's like people sit on death row. And these are, like, these are, like, grown adults. Yeah. But, <laughs> and like, very clearly are guilty and there's evidence and they still sit on death row for years a lot of them don't even end up getting executed because they die in death row so there basically was always questions of his guilt um they weren't sure if he had actually confessed and he obviously did not get a fair trial like if if anything whether he was guilty or not guilty, he did not get a fair trial. No. And he was not, I don't think he was fairly represented at all. So in 2013, um, there was a bunch of lawyers and activists who kind of all got together and were kind of researching the case and looking into it. And they went and talked with his um, family that, you know, had still made their way down. And the family decided that they were going to submit a petition for a new trial. So, actually, December 17th, 2014, his conviction was vacated 70 years after he was executed. Um, Not because, like we said, we don't know whether he actually did it or not, but he had the reasons that the judge gave was that he had not been given a fair trial, he had no defense representation, and his Sixth Amendment's rights had had all been violated. Um, the judge also said, like we just said, that Stanley could have committed the crime, but the prosecution and file were fundamentally flawed. That's a quote from the judge. Yeah, you think? Well, not only that, but then didn't they say that um, even if he was guilty, even if he did have a fair try and all that, he was only 14, and it was basically like cruel and unusual punishment. So they were able to get his conviction vacated posthumously. Is that how Yeah, posthumously. So this is kind of, like I said, an interesting one because did he do it? Did he not? I mean, yeah. we're not so, saying we're like a perfect kid by any means. Like, No, like we don't really know much about him, but that's the problem. Like they didn't do any, I mean, they don't really have any evidence. They don't have anything yeah. against him or not against him. I guess his 
um, somebody he was in jail with, you know, claimed that he believed he was innocent and he was just like really scared. And he's like, they're, they want to, you know, why would they, why would they say I'm guilty for like this that I didn't do? And like said he was innocent. And then also his sister that was with him, Mm -hmm. um, when the girls stopped by to talk to them, um, said that, or she, she provided an alibi for him 70 years later. Uh, And so, like I said, George was not a perfect kid. Apparently, he had gotten into fights at school. He supposedly scratched a girl with a knife. Um, They said that there, there was a white woman in town. This was before the two girls were killed who said that um, he had threatened to kill her and her friend the day before the murder, which... Which it's like a white... I mean, yeah. defend himself, so... Nope, exactly. Like, he might have done it. It could have been, you know, racism at the time. Like, that's the thing we don't really know. And he was also known as a, quote, bully, whatever that... I mean, we... So... It's neither here nor there, but, I mean, the poor kid didn't even get a fair trial. He didn't well, no. Dance. That's the thing. Even if, he, even if he was a bully, even if he did get in fights, that doesn't mean that he murdered two people. Or seemingly, no. I mean, I know that they say he had a reason, but... Right. And, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's sad for the girls, too, because, I mean, they need justice. Like, they're two poor little girls who got... Mm-hmm. You know, bludgeoned to death, that's also terribly sad. Yeah. But, you know, it could have could have been the wrong person. Like, we want justice for them, too. And, you know, did somebody really go free that yeah. did this to them? And they really never even had another suspect. They never looked at anybody else. So. No, they basically were like, great, here's this black kid who was seen talking to him. Yeah. And... Let's just get this over with and they went bam. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Yeah. So, yeah, this one was kind of heavy. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of heavy, but this one, especially being like a young kid and, mm-hmm. and like his poor parents. I just think of like as a parent, you're so helpless. Like it's your job to protect your kid. And yeah. And there's literally nothing you can do. The world's working against you. Mm-hmm. So, on that wonderful note. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. <laughs> back with our gloom and doom. Exactly. We're back to bring you down. Yeah. Because you have not been brought down enough. <laughs> we're bringing you down more. We're distracting you with stories yeah. of murder and more social injustice. From, from 1944. Yeah. From the crazy life we're living right now. I just said it again. I guess we should just be glad that, I mean, life could always be worse. I mean, it's definitely not great right now, but. It isn't great, but then, I mean, I you do have to, like, put it in perspective a little bit, too, because it's, like, crappy things have been happening since the beginning of time. And this is just one crappy thing that we're all experiencing. And we're all just gonna have to get through it we'll make her through yes yes we will one way or another just keep keep on keeping on and keep on sending suggestions they're fun I like when I get a message that pops up 
that's like, hey, here's a murder. And I'm like, yeah, a murder I haven't heard of. That's my favorite day. <laughs> yeah, because we've, I mean, it's getting to be where we're, like, kind of, it's hard to find some, like, unique stuff. We've kind of, like, done our faves. I mean, yeah. not all our faves, but, you know, like, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, I want to do this one. Or, oh, yeah, I saw a documentary on this one. Let's look into it. So it's fun to hear other people's yes suggestions. So shoot us a text or a message or a Insta DM. Find us there at Murder Happy Hour Pod. Yes, and we also have our email on our Instagram page. So if you'd prefer to get in contact with us that way, you can sure send it over that way. We're probably most likely to respond to an Instagram message. Yes. That is our... Or a Facebook message. A Facebook message or Instagram message. We're not cool bloggers that like, oh, my DMs fill up so fast, I just can't get to them all. Like that no, time. you can slide into our DMs. Yeah. We'll we'll see you right away. They'll be there. We're not that popular. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but for real. Hopefully next week we'll be coming at you with a Madeline McCann update. I'm hoping for yeah. that girl's sake that we have an update next week otherwise yes. we'll have to dig up something else to bring you <laughs> we will have to reach into the archives we will i should pull out my old old list because i kind of skipped around on my old suggestions i have a notebook somewhere with a bunch of a bunch of things ain't nothing Heck yeah. all right guys until next time stay safe and lock your freaking doors Bye. Bye.